everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Think, Talk, Create podcast. This is the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. I'm Karen Marinella-Hall, Senior Associate at Boston-based Strategy of Mind, and this is a global talent development and management consulting firm. Thanks for joining us for this episode. And with me again, our Strategy of Mind co-founders, Ryan Stelzer and Dr. David Brendel. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, David. Hi, Ryan. All right. There is a lot going on in our world. Um, just so much news, so much happening, whether you know, you're watching what's happening daily in the news, the stock market, the COVID, all these things that are going on. And one of the things I'm noticing, and, and I'm talking to clients every day, different companies, different industries, and there's a theme that's really emerging here in those conversations. People are talking to me about their own burnout. I keep hearing that word. I feel burned out. Are you hearing that? Yeah, without question. There's uh, there there seems to be this this over the over the previous few months. There seems to be this increasing uh, theme of burnout, and and um, you know we can certainly dive into what burnout is. But I think everyone's probably who's listening will will can immediately get you know whether or not they're feeling burned out. And I think we all are a little bit with uh, what we're seeing, um, um, uh, you know, with the sort of depressing statistics on, on the news media about maybe there's a resurgence of, of cases and, um, you know, what, what the effect that's going to have on the economy and sort of the, um, you know, the, 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 just the state of the world as, as we're all dealing with this pandemic. So uh, how that translates into work is a, is, a, is a broader question, but I think people are definitely feeling burned out. David, what are you uh, hearing yeah. in your practice? Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I would agree uh, that uh, that the topic of burnout has been getting more and more attention in recent years, and it's only been heightened this year uh, with COVID and then uh, many of the other uh, societal, really worldwide phenomena that we're we're seeing every day in the news. But just last year, last spring, two thousand nineteen. The International Classification of Diseases, the ICD version 11, that is the international gold standard for medical diagnoses. And they uh, focused the definition of burnout on the workplace and have brought it to more prominence. There were many articles, World Health Organization and, and, uh, and other organizations that have highlighted it since last year. It's a very brief definition. It might be worth just reading it so people know technically from the, uh, the professional medical standpoint what burnout uh, is at this time, how the definition works. And here's how it runs. Burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It's characterized by three dimensions. First, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Second, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And uh, finally, reduced professional efficacy. Now, remember, this was already brewing for years and years, culminating mm. in this more focused uh, WHO uh, definition in the uh, International Classification of Diseases last year. And what I'm seeing in my practice is Whatever was already going on for many people has has been heightened. Now, many people would 
love to be in a workplace right now. We have 20 to 25% unemployment in the United States. That's in itself um, a a different kind of um, more general burnout. But in terms of the professional workplace burnout, we're, we're definitely seeing more of that in certain individuals. I think we'll talk further in our next episode about how some people have actually leveraged this, these changes to, to advantage, but there are many, I'd say tens of millions of people in the U.S. and many in my own practice who are really uh, suffering with the, with the changes that we've seen uh, recently. Completely overwhelmed, uh, whether it's the fear uh, for uh, health concerns uh, by going into the workplace or fear of layoff or people, or there has been a reduction in force and now you're doing three people's jobs uh, rather than just your own already burdensome job, uh, or the change to the workplace being at home where kids are running around screaming, not doing their homework while you're also trying to do your, mm. your day job. Uh, so there is, there is more and more of that. It was already there. Yeah, for many people, it's, uh, it's worse now. And I think what I'm hearing, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this too, I think we all always thought of burnout is in sort of some stereotypical ways, you know, oh, I'm working too many hours, I'm not getting enough sleep, I don't get enough exercise, um, burning the lamp, you know, the candle at both ends, if you will, stress at work. It, this feels different, like at a different level of stress, or maybe a new kind of stress that's coming in. Do you hear that, feel that? Um, I do see more and more of that. I mean, my sense, again, even pre-COVID, was that burnout is not necessarily reflected in the number of hours worked or how many tasks you're doing. If you're passionate about your work and you love it and you have a sense of uh, control and efficacy with your work, Mm -hmm. then many people can work many more than 40 hours, twice as much or more, uh, and they they love their work and they're not burnt out. Then there are other people working 40 hours or even fewer who have a terrible workplace situation, a boss who's mistreating them, a toxic interpersonal environment, people being um, uh, you know controlled and fearful about hitting numbers, algorithms, uh, a dehumanized workplace. So, uh, and I think the, the, you know, the, the recent workplace definition of burnout reflects that. It's not necessarily about the quantity of work. It's about the, the, uh, the quality, really. Mm. And again, COVID has really, has really heightened that. Yeah. It, almo- it, it almost seems, Karen, too, when um, it, people are reaching out and saying that they're feeling burned out and when you ask them you know so okay so what's you know what's on your mind what's going on tell me talk to me about uh what you're experiencing um they say how well i always thought that if i could just work from home or if i could just have fewer hours per week or if i could just have a more flexible schedule or if i if i could just then it would all be all right but um what that usually indicated in in the workplace context was that there were some underlying challenges and problems that were uh you know at hand and it was the, the solution of working from home or the solution of having a flexible schedule, a more flexible schedule was just going to be a, a patch or a bandaid. Um, and you know, to David's point there, there um, burnout is not something that's new. Um, it has increasingly gained traction over the past uh, number of years. Um, but 
So people who are experiencing burnout now, it may have just been exacerbated by the things that they're experiencing in their surroundings. And, and um, they're, you know, they're now they're working from home and they're thinking, geez, I thought this was going to solve everything, but it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Are there any classic symptoms? How do you know if you're burned out? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, as a both a psychiatrist and an executive coach, uh, working with people now on a uh, computer screen virtually, uh, sometimes you can just look at somebody and see that they absolutely look just absolutely exhausted. Uh, they haven't slept. That can be one of the cardinal symptoms. And the not sleeping may have to do with long work hours, but it also uh, may have to do with uh, such high levels of anxiety and stress that you can't fall asleep. Some people are self-medicating that with um, their prescription drugs, alcohol, or other substances. Uh, so I, I see a lot of it as having to do with exhaustion. You can observe it in somebody else. You hope, although this is not always the case, that the individual will realize it for themselves. Uh, many people are, are so deep into the job and the troubling situation that they don't have the time um, or awareness to be able to stop and say, oh, I think I'm burned out, probably consistent with that ICD-11 uh, new definition. Mm-hmm. People just, they just keep motoring along without realizing it. So I always encourage people, you know, let the people who know you and care about you give you feedback. If somebody tells you, you don't look like yourself, you look completely run down, bags under your eyes, very little facial expression or certainly very little smiling or positive facial expression. Like, you know, Mm. take that seriously, especially in an environment like that. You've got to trust that uh, either a, a loved one, a friend, a trusted coworker, a counselor, a physician, uh, that their input uh, diagnostically may be better than, than your own. So what I'm hearing is it's hard for the self to recognize this in oneself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult. It often is um, coming out in other ways. It's almost like with, with children who are clinically depressed. They, they don't say, I'm feeling sad. I think I'm depressed. And I go to mm. the therapist. They're acting out. They're not doing well in school. Um, they're not sleeping, but they're not able to recognize uh, with insight and, and verbalizing that they're depressed. Uh, and it's not just children. And we're all like that. If we're too overwhelmed and stressed, we, we don't have the insight to verbalize it. Um, but uh, again, this is consistent with the, uh, with the ICD definition, which I think you know, mm-hmm. captures it well. People are often expressing a lot of negativity about their job. Uh, I've, I've been working with uh, an ICU physician, always loved his job. You know, he worked long hours, you know, often 80 to 100 hours a week, but was never burned out. But recently, uh, and I think a lot of this is driven by the COVID stress, the difficulties with PPE, uh, some staff members being too afraid to come in, leading to understaffing a real loss of morale. And for the first time, I was really hearing him say, I can't stand this anymore. People are going on ventilators and dying, and I hardly have a reaction. 
I feel like I'm not even caring anymore. Uh, so overwhelmed. Now, not able to say I'm burnt out. I, I needed to tell him that. I'm really worried that you're beginning to burn out. Um, but looked exhausted and was expressing this um, sort of, we, we're talking all the time about social distancing for safety. What you often see in burnout is emotional distancing from one's job and how that manifests for many healthcare workers. Despite all the great stories we've heard about healthcare workers being the only person there as somebody's dying, family members and friends can't get in, really overwhelmingly sad stories, and healthcare workers have risen to the occasion. And I'd say that's pretty across the board. But how they're actually doing and feeling within themselves, in many cases, they, uh, um, they've had to just numb themselves to the experience. And, and left, left unaddressed, uh, I'm also hearing about it affecting other parts of life, not just the work life. Um, I'm thinking about one in particular who just uh, was a, an avid runner and, you know, loved getting out there, a yoga person, and all of that stopped. Like, just everything stopped outside of work even. The, the very things that can be at least part of the solution to getting burned out can uh, can go away. So then you have a double whammy, you're burned out. And now you can't do the things that would reduce your level of burnout and you're into a, a, a downward spiral, a terrible feedback loop. Karen, I was I wanted to ask you, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing as well with folks that you're working with? Well, just that. I mean, that was one example right there. Um, um, a young executive um, feeling the pressures of frankly, the news cycle, you know, just being aware of everything that was happening in news and really feeling a lack of control over life, you know, the ability to make decisions about where to go on a Friday night, um, you know, where to have lunch in a given day, small things that were having a big impact and eventually started to impact outside of the workplace as well. It's just general feeling of burnout, can't do yoga, can't do this, feel out of control, um, really kind of scary for someone who, you know, has been a high achiever all along here. I, I think what you just mentioned about this individual, uh, uh, Karen, is really important. You said a, a lack of control. And I, I think many people are experiencing this, not just in their work, but on a, on a more societal level that the United States is out of control. Mm. Um, with the pandemic and, and now the uh, then the George Floyd and other pre, uh, you know police brutality issues, and yeah. the protests against it, some of them turning from peaceful to violent, all the fear that's coming with that. There was a, a poll, I, I believe, it was done by NBC uh, and the Wall Street Journal, uh, and they asked people, "Is the United States out of control or not out of control?" I think I think it was a binary choice, and eighty um, percent of people. Bipartisan, we never get bipartisan agreement like this anymore. Uh, 80% of people in the poll said the United States is out of control. Mm, I saw that, uh, yeah. And yeah, and that, that's exactly, I think, in, you know, in such a poignant way that you described about this, uh, this person, that it is a feeling that you're, you're not an agent in your own life. Things are just happening to you. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things, and I'm curious what you all think of this too, is is the news and the impact. And I'm a former journalist, so <laughs> I'm asking this. I'm treading on thin ice, I'm sure, as I go down this road. But um, what is your advice about 
consuming news. Does that hurt someone who's dealing with burnout or not? When I, when I was in college, I read, I was exposed to Baudelaire, the French poet. And Baudelaire had his own challenges in his personal life and, um, and, and his artistic life as well. Um, however, in one of the passages that he wrote, he said that, and I'm paraphrasing here because I'm not going to be able to capture his words, obviously, as well as he wrote them. But he said that newspapers are filled with crimes of, I think, crimes of princes, he said, just lewd, lascivious acts, you know, torture and war and um, really just horrific events of the day. And we consume these things with our morning cup of coffee. And it's the, the, he looks at a newspaper with a shudder of disgust because of what it, what it can, the impact that it can have on the individual and the way in which it conveys negative information and the readiness with which we just sort of digest this with our, um, our toast in the morning. And that's how we start our day. So mm. uh, having read Baudelaire, this is an actual, the step that I took, this is true. I do not consume the news um, if I have not had breakfast. So if I, until I have breakfast and I do not consume it at breakfast, um, I consume the news after breakfast, it has to be after breakfast at some point in the day, and it cannot be before bed. So I do not start the day and I do not end the day with the news. It's important to stay informed and, um, and, and, and you know, certainly the, the, the really incredible and important civil rights protests that are happening and, and really, you know, learn from them and listen. And, um, and obviously with COVID and staying updated and you know, try to keep your family safe and stay healthy. Um, and uh, certainly political events, which are we have no shortage of in the United States. Um, but I, I just, I do not consume the news in the morning and I do not consume the news in the evening. Mm-hmm. I would pick up on what Ryan just said about uh, staying informed. The advice I often give to uh, clients and sometimes try to take for myself is to uh, to stay up to date on what's going on um, as long as that's empowering you to do something good in your own life or yourself and, and for other people around you. You know, we all want to make a positive difference with the people closest to us and hopefully uh, more broadly. But if, if you're consuming too much stressful news, uh, there's a way in which you can sort of burn out with that also. And mm. you may become numb to it. The more you watch, the less it's, it, it starts to affect mm. you. Uh, and it also, just as like we were saying before, Karen, when you mentioned your client you know, not feeling in control, the more you just watch it and you're a spectator rather than a participant, that, that's a burnout feeling. You don't have any efficacy. Yeah. So if you can stay informed and then ask yourself, get off, get off the TV, get off the internet, and ask yourself, okay, you know, so what, what can I do that's good for the world right now? And then put yourself back into a position of agency. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice and limiting the amount. I, I love that, Ryan and David. Um, I, I was suggesting to a couple of clients that they just try to pick like 30 minutes, just watch a 30, one 30 minute newscast versus hours and having it on all the time, you know, in the background or something. Um, as a constant thing you're listening to. So I think you've got some great advice here. Any final words of advice for someone who's struggling with burnout and doesn't know where to begin to address it? 
I think the advice I might start with, uh, and this goes to the point that it's hard for us to recognize in ourselves, is look at the people around you who you care about and that you can have an honest conversation with. And if you think they're burning out, try to find a way uh, discreetly, respectfully, but also, you know, clearly and strongly to uh, to support them and uh, getting themselves some help, whether you use, you use the word burnout or not. For the individual level, um, I also hope that conversations like this one will heighten people's awareness to, you know, periodically slow down and say, am I burning out? Am I exhausted and depleted? Have I stopped caring in some way about my job? Am I feeling negative or cynical? Uh, If you're noticing some of those things that, you know, with the greater attention to burnout and its definition, you may be able to notice it. Uh, and flag it sooner and and, and uh, instead of giving up on the exercise, do more of it. Instead of giving up on meditation or yoga, do more of it. Reach out for it. Done it. Ryan? Exactly what David said. If you can have a conversation with somebody, I mean, I, I, I if reach out to that colleague, reach out to your family friend, you know, family member or friend that you can just check in with and say, you know, how you're doing. And oftentimes if you're feeling burned out, have even having that check-in conversation and that chat um, can help you feel a bit more rejuvenated in the short term. And then certainly, you know, maybe there's some, there's some um, medium term to long-term steps you can take to address the burnout you're feeling internally. But if you're looking for um, a, a way to feel better immediately is to just, just check in with somebody and see how they're doing and have a, have an open conversation. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is a conversation that's going to be going on for some time. I, I don't think that, uh, We've seen the last of burnout, that's for sure. No, absolutely. You know, and we're glad to have the opportunity here to contribute to the, uh, to absolutely. the conversation about it. Yeah, well, I can't thank you both enough. As always, some great advice, wonderful insight. And to our audience, thank all of you for listening as well. And we're really looking forward to seeing you next time. And in the meantime, though, if any of you have questions or suggestions, perhaps, for topics you'd love us to cover in Think, Talk, Create in this podcast, always feel free to email our team. Here's the email address. It's coaches, C-O-A-C-H-E-S, coaches, at strategyofmind, one word, dot com. Coaches at strategyofmind.com. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Think Talk Create podcast, the official podcast of Strategy of Mind. To learn more about Karen, Ryan, and David and the work they do, feel free to visit their website, www.strategyofmind.com. Ryan and David's book will be published next year by the Hachette Book Group under the Public Affairs imprint. Thank you for listening.